Hallelujah. Y'all doing good this morning? You excited to be in God's house this morning? Oh, man, you sure do look good. You all look good. You look good, Vic. You look good. You look, you like my bow tie? You like my bow tie? Someone said I look like the weatherman. I Oh, I was so glad to have you this morning. You know, when you came in, there's several cards in your seat. And I want to challenge you as your pastor, make sure you bring somebody next week. Invite somebody, whether that you bring them with you or, or you just hand a card to someone, bring somebody. Invite someone next week. We have two services next week uh, at 9 and 11. And I tell you, it's going to be an awesome time together as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and so I encourage you to be a part of these great serv- this great service next week and excited about that. But man, you sure do look good. You sure do look good. <laughs> you know, that phrase I, I said at, during communion, you know, there's nothing more valuable. There's nothing more valuable. Do you, do you see yourself that way? Do you, do you see yourself as something valuable? Do, do you really see yourself as someone valuable? Isaiah 43, you need to turn there, but it makes an amazing statement about God. It says that we are precious in his sight. Deuteronomy 32 talks about how we are his portion. We are in his inheritance. And it says that we're the apple of his eye. In Jeremiah 31, I believe, he, he, he talks about how, how that he saw them and he said, we found grace in the wilderness. And it said that he loved us with an everlasting love. And this, this is such a revelation that we need to understand. We need to understand there's nothing more valuable to God than you. And it's such a simple understanding, a simple phrase, but yet it can be so difficult to truly grasp hold of that for our lives. There's nothing more valuable to God than you. Nothing. Isaiah chapter 60, he talks about about how arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And he talks about sons will come from afar and, and my daughters will be nursed at your side. And it talks about the wealth of the sea will be given unto you. The wealth there has nothing to do with material assets. It has everything to do with people. When you talk about the Dead Sea and talking about the Dead Sea, it is not referring to just to a natural geographical location, but Jesus is talking about people. He's talking about humanity and talking about the Dead Sea and that people would flow out of it. Jeremiah and Isaiah talk about that. And he's talking about that. He's talking about his people. Why? Because his people are his most prized possessions. There's nothing more valuable to God than you. I, I think uh, think through through the scriptures and 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 think through the word. See, the, what we have to come to understand is the most valuable thing to God is you and I. But let me ask you a question: What is the most valuable thing to you? I, I know, in, in naturally speaking, my wife and my family is so valuable to me. My wife and my children, they are priceless to me. But there's still something that should be more valuable. We, we, we count our success too oftentimes in life by the material assets that we have. We count our success by, by how many friends we have on Facebook. We can count our success of how many likes we have on a post. We can count our success in so many different ways. Our bank account, the kind of car we drive, the brand of clothes we wear. And we can count all these things and we can mark a check. I'm successful because I place value on all these things. But what is the most valuable thing? What should be the most valuable thing to you and I? 
There's nothing more valuable to us than God's word. Why is God's word? There's nothing more valuable than God's word. In, in the world we live in today, there's such a, a, a attack on the word of God. Trying to attack its relevance. Trying to attack its, its authenticity. Trying to attack who authored it. Where it came from. The prophecies within it. But yet this book is so amazing to me. The, 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 the book, Science Proves the Bible. Archaeology Proves the Bible. There's nothing more important to God. You know, his word is so precious. See, you're the most valuable thing to him. But you know what? His word. His word is precious. In Psalms 138, he makes a statement and he says, he says that he exalts his word above his name. This word. David said, this word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In Psalms 119, verses 49 and 50, the the psalmist is writing and he says, your word has, has comforted me and your word has given me life. This word. There's nothing more valuable to an eye than his word. What's the, why is this word so important? God says, just as the snow comes down and the rain comes down and brings forth fruit, it says, so shall be my word that goes out of my mouth that it shall not return void, but it shall go and will prosper in the thing which I sent it. God's saying, my word is valuable. Hebrews says, the word is alive. It's sharper than the two-edged sword. It divides between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and the thoughts and the intents of the heart, the word. You and I, we're the most valuable thing to God. But what's the most valuable thing to you and I? Or what should be the most valuable thing? His word. He is his word. His word. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus makes this statement. He says, man shall not live by bread alone. But by what? Every word. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You, you want to you wanna experience life? You want to know what true life is? It's found in the word. This word. Amen. These, are, these are beyond some, some ancient writings. They're beyond some sort of ancient thoughts or ancient ideas. A lot of good stories that have good moral principles. This is life. Proverbs chapter 4, he talks about the, the word is life and hell to all our flesh. When, and another psalmist said, I found the word and, and I ate them and they were life to me. Yes. The word, we have to value this word. Don't take this word for, God, for granted. Value this word. Why is this word so valuable to us? Because it is what speaks to us about our value. See, if we did not have this word, we would have no understanding of how valuable we are to God. Everything that we do as believers is shaped by this word. It's not shaped by denomination. It's not shaped by other people's ideas. It's, it's not shaped by occults or different religions. It is shaped by this word. See, if we did not have this word, we would have no understanding of salvation. We would now have no understanding of Jesus. Value this word. Get into this word. Discover this word. Because this word will change whatever you might be going through right now. This word will impact your life no matter what you might be going through right now. This word has eternal properties in it. This word brings forth life. The value of this word. Thank you, Father. Joshua 1.8, he was was instructed, he says, meditate my word day and night. Because what? It will make your way prosperous. 
And you'll have good success. The word. Too often in life we can, we can get to this understanding why we'll shape the word around our life. You know what, if you want to find something in Scripture to, to make excuses in your life, you can find it. Somebody will find something, somewhere, a, a word, two words in Scripture to try to, to try to shape their beliefs around it. Instead of shaping our life around the word. We're not to shape the word around us. We shape us around it. Because there's nothing more valuable than the word. Nothing more valuable than the word. Go to First Peter. First Peter, chapter one. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Say that with me. There's nothing more valuable than the word. Now say this because. There's nothing more valuable than me. You have to understand that this word that's the most valuable thing is God's heartbeat to me because he loves me. It's God's desire. It's God's promises. It's his heart to you and I. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter one, verse, let's see, verse 23. And we're reading the Amplified. It says, you have been regenerated and born again, not from a mortal origin, seed or sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever living and lasting word of God. Look at that. You've been regenerated. You've been born again, not from mortal origin. From one that is immortal by the ever living lasting word of God. Meaning you're not born again because some sort of man made word. You're not a new creation this morning because, because of a man made word. You're not here today in serving God and going after him with all your heart because some sort of natural origin. You're here because the word was breathed. You're here because the word of God, because of the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit came upon men and, and they wrote and they penned God's heartbeat to you and I because we are his most valuable possession. And you were born again. You were made new. You were made alive. You were changed because of this living word. It's not a natural word. If you look at this thing here, this Bible here, as some sort of natural word, you'll never receive the benefits that it can produce in your life. If you look at it as just a, just a ritual that you do just to say you read another chapter, then you're missing the point. If you're just doing the, getting into the word and, and bringing your Bible to church because it's, it's the Christian thing to do, you're missing the point. There's life on these pages. There's healing on these pages. There's restoration on these pages. There's increase on these pages. There's prosperity on these pages. The word. The word. Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. Thank you, Father. I'm going to read in the Amplified. It says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. He was present, he was presently, originally with God. So now it's talking about the word. Now it's adding a pronoun to it, the pronoun he. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was presently, originally with God. He was. The word was a he. The word was a he. 
And this word was with him. All things were made and came to existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that was come into being. In him was life and that life was the light of men. Now we're talking about the word, right? In the beginning was the word. So where everywhere where it says he, let's use the word word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word was presently originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through the word. And without the word was not even one thing made that had come into being. In the word was life and that life was the light of men. And that word, that light shines on in the darkness for the word shines in on the darkness for darkness has never overpowered the word. But put it out and absorbed it or appropriated it and is receptive to it. Hallelujah. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. There's nothing more important to God than you. There's nothing more important to God than his word because his word is for you. But also you understand there's nothing more important than Jesus. If there's nothing more important than his word to us, then there means there needs to be nothing else more important than Jesus. Nothing more important than Jesus. Nothing more valuable than the word. Nothing more powerful, more important than Jesus. The word. Last week, I I woke up on Monday morning I was just, I'd been praying some things the night before and I woke up and this phrase went off on my heart and and it said this, and and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, Justin, he goes, there's nothing more spiritual than the words of Jesus. He said, there's nothing more important than the words of Jesus. He said, there's nothing more powerful than the words of Jesus. There's nothing more valuable than the words of Jesus. In John chapter 6, Jesus makes this statement. It says, it says this. It says, my words are spirit and their life. My words are spirit and their life. There's nothing more important than the words of Jesus. Let's go to John chapter 12. There's nothing more valuable to God than you. There's nothing more important, more valuable to us than his word. There's nothing more valuable to us than Jesus. John chapter 12. Verse 44. It says, and he that believes not on me, but on him that... He that believeth on me, believe not on me, but on him that sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world so that whoever believes in me, whoever cleaves to and trusts and relies on me may not continue to live in darkness. If anyone hears my teachings and fails to observe them, it is not I who judges him for I have not come to judge and to condemn and pass sentence on to inflict penalty on the world, but to save the world. Any man who rejects me and persistently sets at naught and refuses to accept my teaching Has his judge, however, for the very message that I've spoken will itself judge and convict him at that last day. So Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn you, but he's saying what? The word that I speak will condemn you. This is because I've never spoken on my own authority or my own accord as a self-appointed, but the father who sent me has himself given me orders concerning what to say and what to tell. And I know what his commandment is, eternal life. So whatever I speak, I'm saying what my father has told me to say in accordance with his instructions. What, 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 why did I bring this out? Because of that phrase, there's nothing more spiritual, nothing more powerful Nothing more important, nothing more valuable than the words of Jesus. Why? Because the words of Jesus are the words of God. I want you to see this morning that this word, the words of Jesus, have life change in them. His word is life altering. And too often in life we try to 
we can try to find, make different excuses. Or we could, we, or try to be too spiritual with different things other than what Jesus talked about. Other than what Jesus dealt with. There's nothing more important than his words. See, because it's in his words. I see how much the Father values me. Just for instance, think of Luke chapter, I believe it's 15. And, G- and Jesus is ministering and he's talking, he talks about three different parables and he talks about one and he, he talks about the lost sheep. And he says, who, having, who being a shepherd has 99 sheep, has 100 sheep, and, and then one of them is lost. He says, will not that shepherd go from, from the 99 and go get that one? He'll go get the one? See, this reveals to me through the words of Jesus. See, but I got to value this word. Because when I value this word, Eric, I understand how much he really values me. It said that he would search with everything that he wanted. He would leave the 99 just to get you. And then he brings them back and he puts the sheep on its shoulder. And he brings them back and it said, and it said there was great rejoicing. And he, then Jesus would say, how much more? For one soul that brings and, and gives itself to God. And then he talks about a woman who, has, who, who is sweeping her house and has a lost coin. And she takes this coin and she sweeps her whole house trying to find this coin. Because this one coin was so valuable. But you know what? She had other coins. But this one was just as valuable. Just because the coin was lost didn't mean it lost its value. So Jesus said, I didn't say anything unless the Father told me. And so, so the things I say, if you're experiencing judgment or something's going off on the inside of you, I'm not trying to condemn you. It's just you're allowing the word to work in you. He's, and, and, and so it said this woman would sweep night and day and clean her house just to find this one coin. And it says when she found it, it said there was great rejoicing. And it said how much more because of one person that's found. And then Jesus talks about the, he talked about the love of a shepherd. He talked about the love of an owner. And then he talked about the love of a father. He talked about two sons. Two sons divided the inheritance. And you know the story. One son gave up all his inheritance Just because he abused the inheritance didn't mean the son no longer had value. Just because the son had had mistreated and really in the Hebrew, as a Hebrew, if 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 a son did that to his father, he was really saying, Father, I don't consider you alive anymore. You're dead to me. Anytime you would ask the father for inheritance before they were gone, it means I no longer desire to call you father. I want what's mine. But yet in spite of all that, the father kept looking for the son. You see, we see our value when we see the word. You can't truly see your value if you don't value this word. There's nothing more spiritual, nothing more valuable, nothing more powerful than the words of Jesus. Because it's his words that we build our faith on. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Peter talks about this precious faith. See, you can't have precious faith without understanding how valuable the word is. The words of Jesus. It's more, than just, it's more than just stories put together. It's life. And every chapter throughout this word, you're seeing God pulling you in. I love you. Yeah, you turned your back on me, but yeah, I love you. Yeah, you, you still choosing to worship other gods. You know, I love you. I love you. You turned your back on me. You know what? I still love you. Countless times how the children of Israel turned their back on God, but yet he still says, I love them. 
I love them. This word is so valuable. The words of Jesus. He is the word. There's nothing more valuable than the words of Jesus. We didn't have the word, this word. Will we ever under, really understand for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever. I'm so glad he didn't say, say for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son so that if the Jew believed. If the person from Israel believed. Whosoever. You see, because of Jesus and the words of Jesus, we have access to everything that we need in this life to be victorious. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. When was the last time you spent about five minutes just meditating on that one scripture? Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that before. But if you really heard it, if we really heard it, it would change how we live. It would change our decisions we make. It would change our actions. If we really understood how amazing this love is. That whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Then it says, for I, for I came not to condemn the world, but that the world might, through me might have life. God sent me not to condemn, but that, I might have, that you might have life. If you ever feel condemnation, it's not Jesus. You're not reading the words of Jesus. Now, don't mistake conviction versus condemnation. There's a difference between condemnation and conviction. Convictions lead you to want to change. Condemned, con- condemnation puts you down farther. So don't say, well, I, no, conviction is leading you to a place Leading you to where God wants you to be. Condemnation is pushing you farther away. The words of Jesus. There's nothing more spiritual. Nothing more powerful than the words of Jesus. Words like, love God with all your heart. Soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. See, if we, when we really get a hold of this word, then we really get a hold of how valuable we are to God. And when you understand how valuable you are to God, then you understand how valuable your neighbor is to God. You see, because when you really get a hold of Jesus and you understand that the words of Jesus, there's nothing more spiritual, nothing more powerful to know how much he loves Jim, how much he loves Patty. I want to encourage you to stop pursuing your personal Christianity. Let me say it again stop pursuing your personal Christianity. Because Christianity is not about an individual, it's about a kingdom. And when we understand that our Christianity is beyond ourselves, then we can truly change the world. But it all starts with the word. Because when you get to understand the words of Jesus, you understand how valuable you are. And then you understand how valuable your neighbor is. That person sitting next to you is just as valuable as you are. That person that's strung out on drugs that's in your family is just as valuable as you are. Amen. That person that, that, that is hateful, spiteful, and angry is just as valuable as you are. Right. That person that's locked in, locked in and in, in deceived and in living in wrong kind of lifestyle 
that person is just as valuable to God as you are. The love of God has nothing to do with making excuses for other people. The love of God has everything to do with encountering to change people. But we have to understand this word. There's nothing more valuable than this word. Because this word is what shapes his love, that, his, my understanding of his love for me. But it also shapes my purpose. You see, you can't get away from anything that you truly desire in life without coming to this word first. Every person desires. What, what does everyone desire? They, they desire to be loved. And they desire to have a purpose. What am I here for? What's my reason for existence? If you ask two people, no matter if they're saved or unsaved, that's two things that they're all, everyone's aching for, everyone's yearning for, is does someone love me and do I have a purpose? Every single person. If you can give somebody the answer to those two questions, then you will influence their life for eternity. Let me say that again. If you can answer that question into someone else's life, no matter who they are, the atheist, it doesn't matter. You could answer that question to them. It will change them forever. Words of Jesus. We have to get a hold of these words. What is it? some of the words of Jesus? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. There's good news, but if you don't understand this word and value this word, you don't know what good news is. If you don't understand how much he loves you, then you'll never be able to truly have someone else understand good news. Nothing more valuable than the words of Jesus. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That wasn't to be some sort of uh, position of of being superior. It was one of the greatest positions of humility that that God's asking you and I to entertain that we would step into someone else's life and give them hope. Step into someone's life and give them an answer. Step into someone's life and give them the power they need. Give them the strength they need. Give them the answer in knowing how valuable they are to God and that God loves them and has a plan for their life. Go into all the world and preach the gospel and impart baptizing them in the Holy Ghost. Meaning release into them what God has already released into you. Go, go to John 20 real quick. Just a few chapters over. Nothing more valuable than the word of God. Nothing more valuable than the words of Jesus. Because it shows us there's nothing more valuable than you. And there's nothing more valuable than the person that's next to you. Verse 21 of John 20, it says, Then, Je- then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. Now listen, as my Father sent me, even so I send you. Think about that. Say that with me. Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. See, Jesus put us in the same class of himself. As my Father sent me, so I send you. These are the words of Jesus. Evidently, there must have been something Jesus wanted us to get a hold of. And wanted us to know Vic, that the same mandate that Jesus had, mm-hmm. you and I have. Yes. Amen. I'm so grateful that he took care of the cross part. Yes. I'm so glad he took care of the cross part. I'm so glad he took care of the stripes part. I'm so glad that he took care of being, being beaten and spit on and being smacked in the face and his beard. I'm so glad he took care of that part. He took care of the hard part. But Jesus says, as, as my father send me, send I you. You don't need to turn there, but I, I just want to read this to you in, in the same context in John 3. 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So here we see God gave as the father sent. 
so I send you. As the Father gave Jesus, Jesus turned around and said, I'm giving you. As the Father gave me, Betty, Betty, I'm giving you. That whoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 70, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. So as the father sent Jesus, God said, I'm sending you. So, so what is Jesus saying? I'm, I'm sending you just like my father sent me. And my father sent me not to condemn, but that the world through might be, me might be saved. So Jesus turned around and then to, to you, Armando, said, I'm sending Armando. Not to condemn the world, but that the world through him, through him, might be saved. Uh And it's not about how great you might be and and, and being able to preach the word, but it's how much do you love people. I love when he talks about the, the supper, the last supper in, in, the, in the parable of the, of, of the great banquet. And he, and he sends, he says, I send them out into the highway, into the hedges. And he says, what? Compel them to come in. Compel them to come in. Compel means, means to drastically influence. Drastically impact. It means to make a mark on. So when when Jesus says, I want you to go out into the highway and the hedges, and I want you to compel them to come in, meaning there's something in your life that's going to to dramatically impact them. How do you impact someone's life? How can the church compel the world, so to speak? How can you compel your neighbor, the people you work with? Start off just being a friend. Amen. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Yes. Come on. He didn't become like sinners. That's right. He became a friend of sinners. The word says, come out from among them and be separate. So it's not being like them. It's being a friend to them. How can the church impact the world? Be a friend. How can the church impact and compel the world? John 17, it says, it says they might know us by our love one for another. That's right. Come on. The world might know and believe by our love one for another. How can, how can you compel? How can you can impact? It's not about having some sort of three-point message to preach to someone, but do you have a story? Oh, Philip, I know you got a story. <laughs> we all have a story. We all have a story. Someone needs to hear your story. Because it's the very thing that might change them. Your story about how Jesus has sustained you, healed you, helped you, loved you. There's nothing more important than the word. Because there's nothing more important than you. And there's nothing more important than the world. Thank you, Father. So my question is, how come there's empty churches in this chair, in in this church? How come there's empty chairs in this church? Who are we touching? Who are we reaching? Who are we compelling? There should not be any. Because it's not like the word isn't preached here. It's not like God's presence isn't here. We, we, we've, got six, we, we've got six more years to be for 2023 and what God told us that we would be as a church. 2,000 people by 2023, and we'd have a team of 500 people going out every month ministering to the needs of our community. Why? This church was established because because the Lord visited Miss Carolyn and said, there's hurting people in your community. Love them for me. But how can we truly love if we don't know how much we're loved? 
and how much we value the words of Jesus. Really, it comes down to is we don't really value the words of Jesus if we're not doing the words of Jesus. Wow. And if you know, I don't have none of this in my notes, so this is... This is the Lord ministering through your pastor to empower you, to release you. One, be loved by God. And secondly, love other people for God. Thank you, Father. Because there's nothing more spiritual. See, we like, we like to get deep sometimes. There's a lot of things that people do in Christianity that... That's out there. <laughs> Things Jesus didn't talk about. Things the Apostle Paul didn't talk about. And realizing that Jesus gave us all authority, all principality, power, might, and dominion, it's not about looking for something else or getting something. It's about really understanding the words of Jesus and walking in them. Yes. And loving like he how did Jesus do the things he did? He was moved with compassion. Because there was nothing more valuable to Jesus than the words of his father. Because that's all he did was the words of his father. So how about you and me? Let's do the words of Jesus. Who were the words of his father? Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. This message is not to, not to put you in a downer or, a, or, or make you feel heavy. This, this message is, is meant to inspire you is meant to challenge you and is meant to, to quicken you to God's heart for your life in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Do you desire to make an impact on this world? If you do, just if you really do, lift your hand to heaven. You really desire to impact this world for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just pray this after me. Father God, I thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, for how much you value me. I thank you for your word. It's life to me. I thank you for Jesus. He's brought me abundant life. Life far beyond all I could ask. Think, dream, or imagine. Jesus, quicken my heart to know this love that you have for me. And quicken my heart to walk in this love that you have for the world. Help me, Father, to impact my world. Help me, Father, to influence everyone around me with your word, with your love, with your heart that you have for them. I'm going higher. I'm laying aside every weight and I'm looking unto Jesus who's the author and the finisher of my faith. As a church, thank you for causing us to impact, influence this community that you've called us to. We pray peace over them. We declare your hand rest upon them. And we declare that they're encountering you. They're encountering your love. And this church will fulfill Everything it's called to do. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God is so good. Thank you, Father. Man. Nothing more valuable. Wow. If you truly knew what God wants to do through you, That's why some of you, that's why the enemy has fought you so much. That's why the enemy has tried to defeat you so much. Because of the fullness, the greatness that God has on the inside of you. You are great. You are great. Don't let the enemy think that think that you're less than, you're greater than because he's in you. It's not about how great you are, it's about how great he is. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just place your hand on that person next to you and just start praying for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Strengthen them, empower them, equip them today, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We call forth the greatness on the inside of them. Hallelujah. Even though they don't see greatness, we call forth greatness. Hallelujah. The word says we decree a thing, it's established. So we call forth what God created them for. We call forth their gifts and their talents. We call forth, we call forth peace in their lives. We call forth healing to flow through them. We call strength to flow through them. We declare that their greatest days are ahead of them, not behind them. We're de- we declare, Father, that they're victorious in Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare that they lack no gift. They come behind in nothing. Hallelujah. Because they're a child of God. They're a son of God. They're a daughter of God. And they're equipped for every good work. Hallelujah. They're rising higher and higher. They're prospering. They're increasing. This is a year the faithful will flourish. The faithful will flourish. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. There's nothing more important than the words of Jesus. And the words of Jesus talk to us about flourishing. They talk to us about thriving. They talk to us about the heart of God. And the heart of God is that we would increase more and more, us and our children. Hallelujah. This is a body that's flourishing. This is a body that's flourishing in their call. Flourishing. Hallelujah. Every every family is flourishing. Every family is, is walking in their call, walking in their purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you that they're stepping out of the boat, that they're launching out of the They're stepping and they're walking on water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you that this can be a day where they take the left foot and put it out of the water. Hallelujah. Not just one foot, but they're walking on water. They're walking in the impossible. They're walking in the things that God called them to walk in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, as a church, we're launching out in the deep. Hallelujah. For a great catch. We're launching out of the deep in our families. We're launching out into the deep. Hallelujah. I prophesy. Hallelujah. That we're launching out. We're launching out into greater things. We're launching out into greater territory. We're launching out. Hallelujah. 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 Say, I receive that. Hallelujah. That's mine. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Do you have anything, Rick? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Never mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, <laughs> 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 <
Oh, he is saying this morning, I have put greatness on the inside of you. I have placed greatness on the inside of you. You thought, you thought that you've already fulfilled your purpose, but I have a greater purpose, a greater purpose for you. You've laid that thing down and I'm telling you, pick it up now. You pick it up now because I have placed greatness on the inside of you. I have placed the word of God on the inside of you. You speak to those dead things and they will come to life because my word is life. My word is life. You speak to all the dead things around you. You speak the word of God, just the word of God, because it is my word. It is my power. Those words contain power. Those words contain life. Those words contain healing. Those words are my son. I have placed greatness on the inside of you. Speak my word. Speak my word and let it do the work. You just speak my word and you let it do the work. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm speaking to a mom. I don't know if that mom is here in this service or watching by way of internet. But I'm going to tell you right now, you've tried to convince. You've tried to use your own words. But I tell you right now, as sure as I stand here, I sense the Holy Ghost saying to you, you just speak my word. You just speak my word over that circumstance. Over that situation. You just speak my word. There is power. There is power in my word spoken in faith. I know you believe the word of God. And all you've got to do is just speak it over that situation. You don't have to try to figure it out. You don't have to try to convince with your own words. He's saying to you right now, just speak my word. Have faith in my word. Have faith in the power of my word. Yes, yes. Thank you, Father. Mm. Because it is done. Mm. It is Mm. done. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Thank you, Father.